Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. This is the DL Link show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Nikki Seberini here until one o'clock and oh it's great to have you you know it's a little bit chilly and yes there's lots of load shedding and all of that but you know it's just you it's me and we've got some fantastic really inspiring guests on the show today and starting off with someone who and you know I always love having Mark Pilgrim on the show um he's just amazing he he shares incredible stories, insights, and he's hugely inspirational. And I'm sure that you know, um, if you've been reading the press and if you've been up to date, that Mark was diagnosed in February um, with cancer, his second uh, uh, diagnosis, um, first being diagnosed when he was 18 years old with testicular cancer. We've spoken to Mark numerous times about that. Um, also, when he had this heart attack in 2008, we've spoken to Mark about that. And last year, Mark came onto the show. Um, he shared his story about COVID. And in fact, just a couple of weeks later, I got COVID as well. So I took all of Mark's advice to heart. And in February this year, Mark was diagnosed once again. And, you know, Mark has been very vocal. He has recorded and he continues to record his cancer journey. I've, I've watched some of the videos. They are incredible, deeply personal and hugely informative. So Mark's a busy man and we are so delighted that he's taken time out to spend with us and to share a little bit of his story with us. Mark, welcome back. It feels like, I don't know if it feels like it to you but certainly to us it's like your second home so wonderful to have you on the show today nikki thanks for having me apologies i am speaking to you from the car who says guys can't multitask <laughs> listen mark <laughs> you can definitely multitask if you can go on radio and send tweets and play music and be fantastic you have no problem with multitasking so this is a bit of a loaded question how are you well, all things considered, I think I'm doing really well. Uh, you know the old adage about uh, a cat has nine lives? I, I, I think a couple of humans have nine lives as well because sure. <laughs> I've had a couple of bumps in the road over the years. And this latest bump is probably the biggest one I've had. Thank yeah. you very much for that introduction. I mean, you highlighted some of the things that I've had over the years. But the last five months have been quite a journey. Yeah, I'm sure, Mark, I'm sure with all of these, um, you know, with these challenges and, and people, you know, who listen to the show are going all are having, going through their personal journeys, their challenges, some are still warriors, some survivors, family members, friends, you know, a support system. So everyone can relate to what you're talking about, um, Mark. So let's go back to Feb. I mean, it was a harrowing time last year with COVID. You had a, a, a tough experience with COVID and you shared that with us. But what was it in Feb? I mean, were you feeling awful? What, how, how did you get this uh, lung cancer diagnosis? I've had a cough ever since I had severe COVID in June last year, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, we both had it. And for the whole month of June, I was man down. And ever since I've had a cough. So I think yeah. in a way, 
and that's one of the um, symptoms typically of lung cancer. It's been disguised under the umbrella of it's a long-term COVID cough. But I got shingles in February, and I realized my immune system was down. And at the same time, while we were sorting out shingles, I said to the doctor, I've got this persistent cough. And it just really progressed from there. So in the space of about two weeks, I went from thinking I was fine to hearing a prognosis that if nothing works, I've got a, I've got a couple of months. I've got about three months. Sure. And that was, you know, it's quite a thing to absorb. But from the word go, I was very determined not to fit within a statistical bell curve because it was yeah. Deepak Chopra who said, believe the diagnosis, not the prognosis. And right at the beginning of this journey, I happened to watch a documentary called Heal, which yes. I would recommend to anyone going on a health journey. And that really set the foundation for me in terms of where I am, where I'm going. And that's why I firmly believe five months later, bearing in mind, initially I got uh, the prognosis of maybe three months, five months later, I'm feeling better than I was five months ago. Sure. And that's, where, that's where am I right now? I actually go for a PET scan tomorrow to find out where I am on the journey. But I had a CAT scan in May and overall shrinkage and what they call necrosis within the tumors. Because I've got tumors in my lungs, my spine, my femur, my lymph nodes. Um, it was all down 40%. So something in my playbook is working. And I'm very happy to chat about what's in that playbook because I'm not sitting back and just waiting for conventional chemotherapy every three weeks. I decided to be very proactive, but something was working. So I've stuck to the playbook and there's no reason to believe that when the scan, uh, PET scan results come through in a couple of days, uh, it'll be even more shrinkage. In my mind, I'm already healed. Amazing. Listen, I, amazing. You know, Mark, we've had and we continue to have fascinating guests and we talk about the conventional treatment, which is what we're going to talk about now, because that is, of course, what you're using is the conventional treatment, but there's also the integrative. And, um, and I know that you vlog about your diet. I know that you vlog about this green juice. You vlog about starving cancer, all these integrative treatments, um, using your mind. And I'd love to be able to break this down because there's so much out there, right? And I know that you start off and you said, there's so much out there. There's so much information. I've taken this information. I've extrapolated. And this is what works for me. It's not to say that it's for you specifically you've got to look at your journey but this is what works for me and this and I'm sharing this journey with you so so let's go back to that Mark you know the the shock of this diagnosis that if things don't work you've got a few months I mean you are a father to two children you've got your whole life ahead of you um, you've got this incredible career and that is a shock to the system to hear something like that how long did it take you to recover from that as you say difference between diagnosis and prognosis but how long did it take you to recover from that diagnosis to decide hey i'm going to turn this around i'm taking control and I, i'm going to take this route so i think that mark has because he's driving as he said i think perhaps mark has turned a corner and we can't hear him at the moment. So what we're going to do is we're going to, I think we've got ads um, and if not ads, we'll go to a quick song and then we're going to get back because really, if you haven't watched any of Mark's videos, you've got to go to YouTube, look up Mark Pilgrim Cancer Journey. It's my 
cancer journey and he's vlogged. And as I said, he talks about exercise, he talks about diet, he talks about mindset. And there's so much information and he's taken all this information and he's made sense of it so that it works for him. You know, we're kind of going on the journey with him. So if you are going through your journey, you're looking for inspiration, you're looking for information, just start watching his vlogs, My Cancer Journey. Um, I've, I've got a feeling, Mark, are you back? Can you hear us? Are you I, there, I am back. I apologize. I apologize for that. Can you hear me now? No, perfectly. I think you turned a corner and um, that's great. And I don't know if you heard what I asked, Mark, but it was kind of just like, you know, this the shock of the diagnosis, but you've turned things around in, in that you've taken all of this information. You talk about watching Heal. How long, how long did, did it take you to recover from the shock diagnose, diagnosis to saying, hang on a minute, I'm taking this on. I'm going to be in control of my journey. Um, and this is my next step. Well, I think straight away, I mean, it was battle stations. It was about getting my A into G and deciding, okay, what's, what is the plan of action here? And yeah. I, I think I, I got lost when, have you lost me again? No, we've got you. Oh, uh, you got me again. So I, I realized early on that, and I saw 17 doctors in the space of one month, which wow. is no exaggeration. I was so tired that my a girlfriend, my partner kept saying, I've got someone else lined up. And I realized that a lot of professionals are really good at what they do, but they, they focus on their modality. They, it's a bit of a silo approach. They yeah. all focus on their own, their own bits and pieces. And it was up to me to amalgamate it, put it all together, extrapolate, and pick the bits that, that worked for me. And I realized there was a bigger picture out there. And I've got a multi-pronged approach to dealing with cancer. So I believe it's conventional oncology. Um, which is chemotherapy, and I'm doing immunotherapy as well. I'm doing integrative oncology, which uh, some of the leading facilities in Turkey, in Germany, and Mexico, the cancer centers, they're believing in a more holistic approach. And it involves high-dose vitamin C drips. It involves what's called photodynamic therapy, where you have a fiber optic cable placed in your arm. So I'm doing a lot of integrative stuff as well. I believe diet is absolutely essential because I want to starve cancer. I want to make it as uncomfortable as possible inside my body because cancer loves acidity, cancer loves sugar, cancer loves carbs by association because it can convert that. And why make it a, a why make it a luxurious hotel for cancer in your body? I want to make it very uncomfortable. So I'm in the process of starving the cancer by making my diet very alkaline. There's no sugar, there's no dairy, there's no gluten. It's not an easy food journey, I'm not going to lie, but I've only got one chance of this. So I've been extremely strict with my eating. And the latest YouTube video I just posted yesterday was on exercise because rebounding, which is those mini trampolines, is absolutely vital because all the toxins in your body need to be drained. And that's drained via your lymph system. But your lymph system doesn't have a natural pump. It's not like the heart that pumps the blood. So the way your lymph system pushes stuff through your so-called lymph sewerage system is by pulsing, by, by gravity, by, by jumping up and down. And the, the mini trampoline, the rebounder, is an excellent way of draining your lymph system. And then, of course, it's your mind power as well, which if you want to get into, we can chat about. But these are all my different pillars, my approaches to dealing with cancer. I'm not relying on one. I've got a playbook of many. 
Okay. I love, I love what you've shared with us. And I'm going to be repeating it throughout the show. Um, so Mark, let's turn to the mind because, you know, that's what you have to deal with all the time, right? It's sitting there, you know, these thoughts are coming up. You could be creating this really very scary future for yourself. Um, you can lose yourself in those movies and it's there. You, you can't escape. It's not like really being able to just control what you're putting into your mouth because, I don't know, these thoughts seem to harass us all the time. So let's talk about mind. Let's talk about your approach and and perhaps what you can share. Yeah, some, some, some valuable stuff with our audience. Well, first of all, you need to believe that you are cured. They say the mind doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and what's really yeah. happening. And there's a connection between the mind and the body. They say that belief changes the biology. And a good example I've used is when you're watching a scary movie and you get a fright, the hairs on your arms stand up. That is your mind then giving a reaction in your body. So there's a connection. And they say that in many times, cancer is a result of dis-ease in your body. The dis-ease causes disease. And it's stress. We, we live in a world of stress the whole time. And that is a, an environment in which cancer thrives because you've got two states in your body. It's called, without getting too medical, a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. Your sympathetic nervous system is when you're in fight or flight mode, when you're, when you're afraid. Then it's really your heart's pumping, your, you, your lungs are working, and pretty much everything else shuts down. And when you're calm and relaxed, that's called the, um, the rest and digest phase. That's the parasympathetic phase. That's when your body's got time to heal. We are so often as humans not in that resting phase. We're in the phase of agitation, of stress. And it's so important to try and get your mind out of that phase and into the relaxation phase. Mark, we are losing you. We're losing and you. The signal, one does that via the, the, the signal is bad, Mark. One so what we're going to do is we're yeah, going I'm to take... I'm a cancer warrior. I, am, uh, I think I'm, you're behind I'm so sorry. Uh, no, no one, problem. No, <laughs> the signal was a bit bad, Mark. So we're going to take a quick ad break um, and let's go right back. Um, we'll pick up with the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. Please stay with us. Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008. Thank you so much for staying with us. This is the DR Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. I have Mark Pilgrim on the show today. He's a South African media personality, host of numerous radio and television shows, MC, motivational speaker, columnist, and cancer warrior. And uh, Mark in February was diagnosed with cancer for the second time. The prognosis was not good. As Mark says, he rather looks at the diagnosis and does not focus on the prognosis. He saw 17 doctors in one month. He took all that information and he's made it his own and uh, really taking charge of his cancer journey from using normal conventional oncology with integrative oncology, starving the cancer through diet, using rebounding with his exercising and the power of the mind. And just before we stopped for a break, we kind of lost signal, but Mark was talking about these, the nervous system, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, and that very 
often we're stressed and we operate whether we are aware of it or not, just with everyday stresses, we're so often operating in the sympathetic nervous system and how it's not good for our bodies. So, and how cancer, I think that's what Mark said, thrives during this in the in the sympathetic nervous system. Mark, I hope I've explained it correctly. Over to you. You got me loud and clear, have you? Got you. We do now. <laughs> Oh, super. I've, I've pulled over to the side of the road. Thank you for your patience. I guess I can't multitask. I can't drive and talk at the same time. But, but going back to the systems, yes. So your, the sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight mode. That's when pretty much your heart's working, your lungs are working. A lot of your other systems shut down because your body's like a deer caught in headlights. Cancer thrives in that system. Now, bearing in mind, this is all autonomous. This is what just happens in your body. Yeah. The parasympathetic system is called rest and digest. So when you're not in that heightened state, that's when your body can spend time digesting food. It can work with the immune system. It can try heal your body. We spend most of our lives in the sympathetic system, in the fight or flight mode. We're all stressed every single day. And I realized it's so important to, to bring yourself down into that calm state because cancer doesn't like the calm state and words we use each and every day when it comes to cancer i realized i was even wording it wrong we talk mm -hmm. about i'm battling the disease i'm a cancer warrior think about those words warrior and battle those those are fight and flight words mm. and those are not the words you should be using if you want to be in the other system the rest and digest system the parasympathetic mode so i've changed my vocabulary i don't talk about battling the disease i talk about wanting to bring my body back into harmony trying to get my body back into balance because so often and i'm not sure if you heard this or i broke up earlier cancer to a degree yes it is genetic to a degree you know my aunt had cancer my grandfather had cancer but there's a new generation of thinking called epigenetics, yeah. which says the environment to a degree influences our health state. And we want to try and get out of that stress mode and try and be as calm as possible. So by changing your wording, because I believe in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, what you say and how you say it affects the way you feel, by changing your wording, you change the way you feel about things. So even the word chemotherapy, which many of us don't like because chemo makes us sick, when possible, I try and refer to it as my healing juice. I give mm. it a positive spin. And I'm not trying to fool myself. I know exactly what chemo does. It's very destructive, even though it does work on cancer. But by changing your, your, your terminology, by changing the way you think, and also by trying to bring your body into a relaxed state, you're making it less comfortable for cancer to thrive. Hmm. Wow, Mark, uh, Mark, I love what you've shared. Thank you for that. So the importance of the, how you frame cancer, the language that you use. Also, when you talk about cancer, you talk about starving cancer. It's very much there's a separation between you and cancer. It's like there is no ownership. You're not owning it in any way or form. It's there and you're finding a way to, as you say, bring your body back to this homeostasis, to this balance. Um, so, so language is very important, how you frame it. Is there anything else, Mark, that you can share with our audience that helps with shifting the nervous system? Because as you say, we spend so much of our time in the sympathetic, but actually we're not built that way, are we? I mean, we were just supposed to arouse the sympathetic nervous system if we were really in danger. And yet many of us operate there, as you said, throughout the day. How 
else do we switch that off and switch the parasympathetic nervous uh, nervous system on? I, well, I wish it was as easy as just flicking a switch. Life would be so much easier. But it's <laughs> Wouldn't about, it? It, it, it is. <laughs> It, it is about understanding what the daily stresses are and taking time out to really earth yourself if possible and just take a deep breath. What I also do, because they say that your, your body retains trauma and so often the dis-ease in your body, which causes the disease, is as a result of previous trauma. So one of the things I do as well is called quantum energy counseling. And it works on the premise that your, your cells retain the trauma of the past. So it's about dealing with that trauma. And quantum energy counseling, which evolved from a South African doctor now in the UK, she was a GP and then a um, gestalt psychotherapist. And then she got into quantum energy healing. She believes that if you can reprogram your subconscious, you go a long way to healing. Because when we have trauma, we can say to ourselves, it doesn't bother us anymore, whatever the trauma was. That's our conscious mind speaking. Our conscious mind is like an antiquated computer. Our subconscious is a supercomputer that really controls our body. So she's got this technique where she basically reprograms your subconscious to release the trauma of the past so that your cells can heal because your cells are holding on to that trauma. Um, another thing I do is called skio whereby they say every cell resonates on a certain frequency. And when you have dis-ease in that cell, its frequency is out. So they reprogram the frequencies of the various cells to get your body back into harmony. Some of it's esoteric, but I believe in my journey, I am willing to try everything. I don't taboo anything because mm -hmm. I've got one chance at this. So I'm giving it everything I've got. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I hear you. Um, Mark, when you talk about this, um, this quantum energy counseling, is it counseling? Is it actually, are you talking about past traumas? Is it, are you going there with that? Absolutely. So the doctors in the UK at the moment, so my sessions with uh, QEC or quantum energy counseling is via Zoom. And you basically deal with a specific trauma. So as for, uh, for example, let's talk about the heart attack I had 14 years ago. Yeah. We will then, there's a, she's got a technique to reprogram the subconscious to, to let that trauma emotionally get released. So you're not holding on to that anymore. We all have traumas in our life, possibly divorce, maybe it's an illness, maybe it's conflict with a family member. And this enables you to reprogram the subconscious to be able to let it go and be at peace with it, because that's what you need in your body. You need mm. peace, you need harmony. And often cancer is your body's way of saying out of balance, something is wrong. Yeah, wow. If you listen to the message like you are. So Mark, it, I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of really valuable information that you've given us. So you've got the vlogs on your YouTube channel, My Cancer Journey. Have you got all the, 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 the treatments, the step-by-step -step process, the names of doctors, if people are interested and they really want to follow and perhaps use some of the treatments that you're using? Absolutely. I started doing these little YouTube videos simply because I, I did have lots of people getting in touch with me, mainly via email or via social media platforms saying, tell me more about that green juice you take every morning. Because the green juice, by the way, 
tastes absolutely awful, but it alkalines the body. And I'm giving my body a hit of nutrition first thing in the morning. I also do a 14 hour to 15 hour fast every day, which sounds quite you know, intense. But if you have dinner at 6 p.m. and you have breakfast the next day at 8 a.m., you've done a 14, 14, 15 hour fast, which yeah. gives your body time to focus not on digesting food, but working on other parts of your body. Because you've only got so much energy that, that it can use to do its various bits and bobs. So I decided, let me rather put this into a little YouTube video explaining what I do. And it's really been an evolving process over the last month. I, I've got seven little videos now. The, the seventh one I posted yesterday. It's still ongoing, but each one is, is themed according to diet or exercise or mindset or integrative oncology. And to give you an example, the one on integrative oncology, all the high-dose vitamin C drips I do. I also have uh, an intravenous drip called DCA, dichloroacetate, and it emulates sugar, but the body doesn't absorb it, only cancer cells absorb it, and it's got a self-destruct in it. It kills the cells wow. that, that absorb it. So in the video, I, I explain very briefly, I don't go into details, I'm not a medical professional, mm -hmm. and what I do do at, uh, at the end of the video, I mentioned that all the places I go to are listed in the description of the video. So alongside the actual YouTube video, there's always a written blurb. Click on that, and it gives you all the details as to all the various places I go to. And once again, I'm not evangelical. I don't say that this is what you must do. It's your playbook. All I'm doing is telling people, this is what I'm doing. Is it right? Well, it depends who you speak to, because you do get some very conservative oncologists who say to you, I'm giving you chemo. This is all I want you to do. And in all honesty, I think that's ego at play. And if you have an oncologist that doesn't believe in anything else, I think you should change your oncologist. I yeah. fortunately have an amazing oncologist who is very aware of all the other things I'm doing too, embraces it, and it's all part of my, my healing journey. So I, I do recommend if anyone can go onto YouTube, just look me up on YouTube or on my social media. There's always links to the YouTube videos, Mark Pilgrim ZA on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. And hopefully people can, you know, take a little nugget of information from those videos. And what's remarkable about these videos, I find it incredible because I get inspiration from people's stories too. Mm -hmm. uh, as much as I'm hopefully giving people the energy themselves, because one of the best messages I ever got was someone who said, I was struggling to get out of bed this morning. I read your message. This was a post I did on Instagram. I read your message and I stood up. Sure. And I think if, if someone listening is going through cancer, we're in it together. And there's days where one feels stronger than the other. And if we can, um, figuratively speaking, reach out our hands and hold the other person up, it goes a long way towards hopefully a more positive outcome, a more positive outlook and more longevity. Too true. Oh, so well said. Mark, as I said, it's always a delight and a pleasure having you on the show and for you to so generously share 
your journey, um, f- you know, for everyone to benefit from. And as you say, this collective, because it is a collective experience, but through the connecting, there's so much healing and support and it's not a, a lonely journey. So thank you, Mark Pilgrim, and wishing you, wishing you only good health, Mark. Please, God, may the PET scan go well. I don't know if you said it was tomorrow or the next day and to healing, to light, to vitality. And please, God, um, yeah, we'll be chatting to you very soon with with good news thank you nikki now if i could please leave with this this final message because I, you know I, I i am positive i am strong but not i want people to know as well not every day is a good day for me i mean there are days i wake up and i you know the chemotherapy can can really knock you flat and i just want to say that for me the definition of strength is not that you you are feeling down, not that you're in the fetal position crying, because I still have a good cry. But strength lies in the ability to allow that moment, allow that vulnerability, have the cry, but then afterwards, uncurl yourself and stand up, look up at the sun and be strong. Mm, time for all of that. Thank you, Mark. Beautifully, beautifully Pleasure. said. Take care. God bless. We'll chat soon. Cheers, Nikki. Bye. Thank you, Mark. Go well. Mark Pilgrim. So just check that out. Go to YouTube, look up My Cancer Journey, and everything is there. And hugely inspiring and hugely human. And um, yeah, we all we all grow from one another. And we're continuing in the vein, certainly, you know, in the vein of, of growth and what does the future hold and with one diagnosis, your life can change. Well, we've all had a life-changing experience over the last two years with COVID. Our lives certainly are not the same after COVID. And there are so many adjustments, internal adjustments, as well as external adjustments that are called for. And we've discussed it on the show so many times, um, but it's always great to get different perspectives and different insights. Now, my next guest, uh, John Sinai, who is a world-renowned keynote speaker, he's a future strategist, a lecturer, and a best-selling author. He was last on the show not long ago talking about his book. Um, He likes to release a book every year. He has got this incredible mind. He spends a lot of time thinking about things deeply and researching, and then we're lucky enough because he gets to share that information with us. So that's why um, John's new book is refreshingly, and I, I shouldn't say refreshingly, but certainly it's a different insight. And um, John shares a lot of his journey in the cancer journey and how his life has been turned upside down. And we go on this journey with him. And I certainly could relate to so much, and I'm sure you will too, with the journey, the losses and the growth. Um, and his book is called Who Do We Become? Step Boldly into Our Strange New World. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, I'm going to be talking to John. So stay with us. <laughs> 